we raise people by fighting so because for every soul you win God will ask you who did you defeat our fighting is against principality and powers so if we want to deliver this person we have to fight against the demons so the day somebody gives his life to Christ is not the day we win somebody the day we win somebody is the day the person is totally free Ephesians 6 verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places on racing people series i'll be talking to you on what i call we fight to race people you may be seated tell somebody tell somebody we fight to race people tell somebody racing people involves real fighting are you sure you're talking to somebody? Tell somebody, racing people involves real fighting. Tell somebody, get ready to fight with somebody's smoking habits. Get ready to fight with somebody's wickedness. Get ready to fight with someone's anger problem get ready to fight with someone's depression get ready to fight with someone's lies in order to win the person right so one of the things that we have to understand is that when the bible is saying he that winner the soul is wise one of the things he's telling us is that the job is not a job that people just wake up and do. The job involves a whole lot. So God will not just award wisdom for people who are not really doing anything. Because in all the things that is in this world, I have watched series of fights. I've watched Andy Reese match with Anthony Joshua. I watched the first match from third round. Anthony Joshua was badly injured and couldn't survive it. From that injury, he lost out. So the next match, I watched the predictions of the match. How people who are scientific in predictions, that is, people who watch matches and who look at things, people analyze. And one analyst was saying that, because they were asking him, who do you think is going to win in the rematch? 
So he said he believes so much. The man is a Nigerian, though he stays in U.S. So he said his heart is for Anthony Joshua, but his head is saying that Rius will win. And they asked him why. He now mentioned very many things. That the guy has a fast hand. And he said that even before the knockout of the first match, that Ruiz was still winning Anthony Joshua in points. So there wasn't like an accident of that, that he was still winning in points. And that he believed so much that the guy is going to win again. And that was the only match that Anthony Joshua did not sign two times. You know, most times they sign matches two times. That is, if he fights the first time and you win me, we'll fight again the second time. Do you agree? Yes, they now sign. We will fight for two times because it's not easy to carry four titles and give to one person. So, brothers, he was so confident in himself that he's going to win this small boy and sign for just once. See, sometimes if you want to enter the house, comes the only day you did not lock the door. The only day. The only day. The only day you did not carry the key to your house. The only day you had to stand in your front stage for a long time before opening the door. The only day. The only day somebody is walking up to you as you are standing. And is telling you, give me your phone. The only day. Okay, so that was the only time Anthony Joshua, maybe one of the times that he did not really pay attention to doing it. That was the day. We had to pay so much money. So beg this guy for rematch. If that guy had known, he would have said no rematch. But they too much money. And the guy now had confidence in himself and said, let's do it again. And now the wisdom, because me, I was praying. Though I don't know if God liked boxing, but I was telling him, Lord, just look at this matter. Look at this matter. So I now saw the wisdom. The wisdom I saw in Anthony Joshua's coach was that you now discover that if somebody carry weight lift so much, if you put something, maybe put a soup and stamp at his back, he will not be able to pick a soup at his back like at this point. If the person is so muscular, when he turns to this place, he will stiff. Uh-huh. So, and his boss told him, okay, leave all the weight lifting something. It will not make you to be very fast. And made him to reduce. So when you see Anthony Joshua at that time, his six-pack became two-pack. He wasn't really that hefty like you thought. And was very, very flexible. And now taught him footwork. Before that time, they were criticizing that Anthony Joshua does not know footwork. Footwork is being able to run on foot for a long time. He now used about six months and taught him footwork. And this footwork was what he was doing for a long time until he got used to it. You know when somebody is fighting for 36 minutes or 38 minutes and he's been doing the footwork for like 4 hours every day. 4 hours every day. So 36 minutes wouldn't be a problem to him. And this other guy that won went and eat and eat and eat and added about 20 and was so heavy. The predictor was saying that for Anthony Joshua to win in that match what he needed to do was he has to knock out the guy. And how will Anthony Joshua knock out the guy? Because if he gets close to the guy, the guy's hand is heavy and the guy is a fast hitter. And if he tries that, so the guy is going to knock him out. 
And the guy is fast. So before you give him one hand, he has given you two. And they are counting points also. And they said the only way is that you have to knock him out. Because if they are counting the blows, you will not be able to meet up. Because his hand is two times your hand. Two times your hand both in weight. And two times your hand both in fatness. So everybody was like saying Anthony Joshua was going to. But when I watched the rematch, I don't like watching the other one. When I watched, I saw the rematch. I saw that Anthony Joshua, all he did was just being far away from the guy and was just, and would run to this side, give him again, go to this side, give him again, go to this side, give him again. And the guy was even looking for a way to reach and, and he has eaten and he's so saccharinous and, uh, <laughs> and Eddie Canisius and, uh, so he couldn't really, until the game was over. They now counted the points. So when I saw it, I admired the wisdom. And while I was admiring the wisdom of the coach, God told me, do you know I don't see this as wisdom? God told me, do you know I don't see this as wisdom at all? I now told God, so what do you see as wisdom? He said, he that winneth the soul is wise. Not he that knocketh out the soul. That's what I see as wisdom. Do you know that people who have high grades in school don't read too much? They just understand what the lecturer will need. They may not read all the books. So sometimes you just see somebody carry the notes and rewrite the notes, rewrite it, rewrite it, and just copy a small note out of the big note, read and concentrate on the small one, and on the last they just write. Do you know sometimes people that have A's don't even take extra shit. They just go straight to the points and give to them and just get their A's. They know how to calculate. If I have 25 in the CA, the other one, all I just need to have out of 70, if I can just have 50, I am in A. You know, somebody can finish, come back from his own hall and tell you, I didn't write number four, but I still have my A. And you are wondering, you wrote all. And in all that you wrote, in number one, you have five. Number two, you have five. Number three, you have five. Number four, you have five. So that is 20 over 70. And the other person in number one, he had 15. Number two, had 15. Three, had 15. So how many is that? 45. Add with 25 CA. How many is that? 70. So he's on the alpha. I tell you, I didn't do number four. But nothing is going to stop me from my A. When I admired those things, I called it wisdom. And when I called it wisdom and look at God's face, I said, God, what do you think? He said, that's not wisdom. I said, so what do you call wisdom? He said, he that winneth a soul, get brain. So now, how do we win souls? Because sometimes you need to understand the difference between bringing a soul to church and winning a soul. Because there are two different things. You can bring a soul to church and you don't win the soul. You can bring a soul to church. and you. So God didn't say he that bringeth a soul to church is wise. Because you can still bring a soul to church. And don't even know the soul's name. You don't even care for the soul. You don't even call the soul again. Especially if you are in a church where they give people who bring first time as gifts. So all you do is that you bring somebody that you get a gift. And the next day, you don't look for the person again. Because if you bring an old timer, you don't get a gift. So you keep going for the new timers because new timers are the ones who get you gifts. 
So God now said, he that weaneth. So the moment he's telling me that it is weaning, then I understood that it is a fight. If God is saying, he that weaneth. And I have been watching wrestling. And I have been watching boxing. And he's saying, he that weaneth. Then he's making me to understand that it is. Hello, can we talk? It is what? It is a fight. So now I got into my Bible to check where we had one of the most strongest fights in the Bible. How many of you know that there was wrestling in the Bible? They've been wrestling in the Bible. But there was a time somebody told me, don't watch wrestling. I said, but they're wrestling in the Bible. He said, where? I said, for we wrestle not against. So I now told him, there's a wrestling. Though we have to know who we are wrestling with. So now, he that winneth points to us that there is what? Fights. So the fight is that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. So in order to be able to win somebody, you need to understand this scripture. And that's the only thing I'm teaching today. In order to win somebody, all you need to understand is this scripture of we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and all of that one. So that's what we wrestle against. So when you find somebody who's smoking, you may get angry with a smoker and fight the smoker to stop smoking and tell him if he stops smoking, you will give him 500,000. And he stops smoking for two days and collect the 500,000. And after he collected the 500,000, the first excitement that came unto him, he went back to smoke again. You can tell somebody who is a fornicator that he should not fornicate again. And he tells you that if he just read to you, he will never look at another woman two times. And you now surrendered yourself as a living sacrifice. And he is now married to you. Two months after the wedding, you are surprised that he's not just looking at another woman two times, but he's touching another woman two times. So you now say, if you don't stop it, I'm going to pack my load and leave the house. And thinking that that will make him to change. But before you know it, he packed his own load and leave the house to go and live with another woman. So when you want to fight, your fight may be directed towards the wrong source. You see, if I lift my hand up, my shadow is also lifting up his hand. If I drop it down, it drops down his hand too. When I was a child, sometimes I want to praise the head of my shadow. And no, funny, funny things happens when you are praying because the devil does not want you to pray. It gives you funny, funny illusions and so on until the prayer is over. So when we used to walk and pray, and they say walk and pray, and we are walking, Father, in the name of Jesus, we destroy every plan of the enemy. So I will not be interested in this side. My interest is when we are turning this way because when we are turning this way, I want to praise the head of my shadow. Father, in the name of Jesus, I <laughs> so you see my shadow does exactly what I do and so since my shadow does exactly what I do 
if somebody is not in this world, are you paying attention to me? If somebody is not in this world before, he has not seen a human being before, and they now pull him, go to that point, you see somebody standing, kill him. And as he comes, he sees me standing and see my shadow standing. And as I lift up my hand, my shadow lifts up his hands. As I put my hand on my head, my shadow put his hand. He may not know which one is the real one to shoot. Imagine if shadows were as strong and as visible as a human being. He wouldn't know which one should I shoot, which one should I keep alive. So now, if he shoot this one, and I pretend and lie down, this shadow also lie down. He can go back and collect hands that he has killed the person they asked him to kill. Not knowing that he didn't touch anything. So when you meet a soul, the soul is in a battle already. That is why he's a sinner. And like I told you, every sinner is struggling with demons. There are demons that are holding sinners captive. So there are demons that are putting a sinner in captivity. So when you meet a sinner, you're meeting someone who has about 15 soldiers keeping him down. And your duty now is to fight and deliver the person and win the person to Christ. So now, who do you fight? The problem that we have is that sometimes when somebody is being attacked by about 14 demons, you want to go and fight. Yes, it's drama service. So can I have one person and have about 14 people holding the person? Yes, at the stage. Quickly. So this is the guy. Stand here. This is the guy. And there are about 14 persons dragging this guy. This is the guy. He's stand here. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, so imagine this is somebody you are trying to win, no? This is somebody you are trying to win. Fornication is holding him. Lies is holding him. Niger bits is holding him. Drunkenness is holding him. Masturbation is holding him. Everything is holding him. So it's holding him like that and you feel you will come and win him. As I'm even touching him, he's as strong as cement. And you keep blaming him. For masturbating, blaming him for fornicating, blaming him for lesbianism, blaming him for everything. But you don't know that you are not supposed to fight against flesh and blood. This one is the flesh and blood. These ones are principalities and powers. So in order for you to deliver this person, you start fighting these people. By the time you are able to fight these people, he is delivered. By the time you fight this person, you are joining to kill him for these people. So the Bible is saying, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What is the flesh and blood? The flesh and blood is the person that you want to win. So anytime you see a soul and you want to win the soul, this is how the soul looks like. Some souls are handled by more than 2,000 demons. That's why you can finish talking to a soul and he promised you to come to church. And the next day, the same soul who promised you he was going to come to church, he's running like a baby. He's running. He's not interested again. He doesn't want to come to church again. He's not the one running. There are things that are telling him, run, no. You now find, is it that we will beat him? If you tell the person, 
come, let's go and drink. He will keep to the appointment. If you tell the person, I have bed there, come. He will keep to the appointment. If you tell the person, come, let's go to the tutorial. He will come. If you tell the person, every other thing in this life to come, he will come. But why is it that if I tell the person about something that will help his soul, why is he running? There are powers that are holding the person that do not want this person to be free. So when we meet this person, forget about if he's smoking. Forget about whatever thing he's doing. Start talking to him. And in talking to him, get too wise enough to move beyond him to talking to the demons that are holding him. This is it. There is somebody who meets this man and tell the person, you are smoking cigarette. Old time evangelism. You are smoking cigarette. You will die and go to hell. The way you are going to die, you are not even going to die well. And in fact, it is a motor car that will crush you. When the motor crush you and put a bike will jam you and pass. Because you have not stopped smoking cigarette. They have preached to you and you have not heard. You will see it in hell. Your eyes will be red. So now you have not. But when you now meet the person and start telling the person, Jesus can set you free. You are not talking to the person. You are talking to the things that are holding the person. When you are saying, Jesus can set you free. He died for you. He gave his blood for you. By his stripes, you are healed. And now you start talking about the healing. The healing is from the healing of your soul. To the healing of your flesh. The blood of Jesus is made available for the remission of your sin. You are not talking to the person. You are now dealing with it. And after you are done talking to the person. You now move away from the person. And start praying for the person. That is how you can deliver the person. From the powers that are fighting against the person. That's why sometimes when somebody starts coming to church sometimes, you don't see that the demon doesn't even want him to come again. Not because the preaching is not nice. But because his demons are not comfortable with what he's hearing. And the demons know that if he keeps hearing what he's hearing, he will be free. So you find the person running away from the presence of God. The devil can give you 10 jobs to do when it is time for church. Can tell you if you don't wash your clothes, you have to do this. You can see that. You have too much things to do. And somebody who tells you he wants to wash his clothes at service and you leave him and come to the church. You can go back to see that he doesn't even wash the clothes. That is to say it was not important to him. He said what the demons asked him to say. So very many times God sees you as a loser. Because somebody you should have fought and defeated and carried. You have left the person. Blaming the person for not following you. Not knowing that the person was attacked by too many demons. So anytime you cannot win a soul, just know that the soul has won you. Because the devil is in contest. The devil is fighting that soul. The devil has surrounded the person with appetites. The devil wants the person to walk according to his desire. And until the devil is done with that person by killing the person or destroying the person, he is not done. So what we do to deliver our soul, number one, is to preach to the soul. The Bible says he sent his word. And his words delivered them from their destructions. 
So their destructions is the thing the devil is doing to destroy them. I had an auntie very many years ago. She died. That used to do prostitution. Yeah. But this woman wanted to arrest a boy who gave the daughter. She had just one daughter. Who gave the daughter a, a love later. Wanted to arrest the guy. Cause problem. The father of this guy that gave the child a love letter was a police officer, like an ASP. But the woman was not interested. Wanted to arrest the guy and do a whole lot of things. Went to the police place, caused a whole lot of trouble. Until the woman died, the child remained a virgin. I mean, after she had finished secondary school, she remained a virgin till the mother died. And in my little brain, I was still a teenager. I used to ask myself, this woman is a prostitute. That's what she does for her living. A car is bought through that. A house is built through that. Her food is gotten through that. Everything she has ever gotten in life is gotten through prostitution. She does not do any other thing than prostitution. She's known everywhere as a woman that is a prostitute. How come? I now discover that the woman who is a prostitute doesn't want the child to be a prostitute. That is to say, though she's doing it, but she doesn't like it. So now, she's doing it, but she doesn't like it. Means that she's a slave to it. If she has her way, she would have left it. That's what it means. If she has her way, she would have left it. So why can't she leave? Because she has been enslaved to it. So now, it takes somebody else who's more powerful than the people holding her to deliver her from her bondage. And it's not one day job. It's not one Saturday job. It's not just one Sunday job. The moment he follows you and comes to church, you feel you have finished everything. It's not. It's a continuous fight until the demons have totally freed the person. It's a continuous fight. It is a battle. It is a battle. You have to keep and consistently fight until the person is won. So the day somebody gives his life to Christ is not the day we win somebody. The day we win somebody is the day the person is totally free. When U.S. wanted to sign gay marriage into law, four gay people went to a club and opened fire, killed a lot of people, and they arrested them and asked them, why did you do that? They said, because U.S. wants to sign gay marriage into law. That's why they are angry. As I said, but you are all gay. I said, yes, we are gay. But they can't wish their children to be gay. Yes, we are gay. Yes, we sleep with men. But one said, we cannot wish our children to do what we are doing. So what does it mean? They are in slavery. You see, sometimes when we see somebody, we now say, ah, that guy. That guy is a very bad guy. That guy, let's leave the guy. Let's preach to him. You feel the blood of Jesus cannot wash somebody who's already bad. Then let's go to somebody who's a little bit less bad. As if the blood of Jesus washes people that are already a little bit washed. Even soap is good to wash clothes that are already clean. Then it's not a good soap. The authentication of the blood of Jesus is in how bad the sinner was. That is to say, the blood of Jesus is more authentic and more powerful if somebody was a real sinner. If it was somebody like you that they said the blood of Jesus is powerful, that you, that when you were not born again, 
did not used to smoke cigarette you weren't even a bad boy before you were born again you were even good boy before you were born again you were a good sinner if it was somebody like you i wouldn't believe the blood of jesus has any power but when i saw bad boys people that could shoot to be happy they steal to be happy they cause problems to be happy. do you know there are people that if there's fight over there they run they don't want to know who is involved they just want to be involved in the fights there are people that if they see people fighting they just go there and just shoot people with knives they are happy their appetite is in seeing problems seeing blood flow that's what makes them happy there are people like that when i see the blood of jesus wash men like that i have the power and the reason to preach about the blood because it makes me know how authentic it is so when you now bring your little self and tell me that you cannot sleep without masturbating and on and laugh because I see what the blood of Jesus has washed. And now see what you are presenting to me. I laugh because the blood of Jesus can do much more than what you think. So every sinner is held captive by sins. That's why every sin is linked to another one. If you find somebody who lies, you will discover that the person who lies also steals. If you find somebody who steals, you discover that somebody who steals also does what? Yeah. If you see somebody who fornicates, you discover that somebody who fornicates will also deceive. You see somebody who fornicates, you see that fornicator also masturbates. Sometimes somebody who fornicates also aborts. So every sin is linked together. That's the same. When one demon holds you, he doesn't want you to be held alone. He brings another demon that holds you also. So one sinner can be held by too many demons. And in wrestling against the demons, the second thing we do is that we pray for our souls. We intercede for our souls. I mean a situation that after you finish preaching to the person, you start talking to God on the soul's behalf. How many times have you written the names of your soul and start praying for them one after another? God, will you keep quiet and let Silas get lost? Will you keep quiet and let Hannah get lost? Will you keep quiet and let this person get lost? Will you keep quiet and let this person? Will you let us lose this person? Will you let us lose this person? When did you pray about those people? Instead of that, what the enemy will make you do is that the enemy will make you blame the person as if the person has power to deliver himself. So what we have to do is that intercession. We plead God on behalf of the person. And what we do is that we don't just intercede. This is the third one now. We don't just intercede for the person in absence. That is intercede for the person and the person is not aware of it. When we intercede for the person, we keep going to check on the person. That's to say when I'm praying for the person, I have to still go and check whether it is a little bit lighter for me to pick. Are you getting what I'm saying? When I'm interceding for the person, I have to also make sure I check. And when I check, the more I check, the more I know what to pray for. I say, Lord, he's still strong. He's still addicted to alcohol. He's still addicted to womanizing. He's still addicted to this. He's still addicted to lying. He's still addicted to masturbation. He's still addicted to fraud. He's still addicted to Nigerbeth. Are you shocked that I'm saying Nigerbeth? Is a demon in itself. So, third thing. You keep going to check. 
But there is power in intercession. Do you know why there is power in intercession? Let me tell you why there is power in intercession. There is no way you will intercede for somebody. That you will not mention the name of Jesus. And each time you mention the name of Jesus. The Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow. So now when they bow and hold. Their strength is reduced. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Their strength is reduced. So don't lose sight in somebody that you want to win. Until he can testify. Most times don't even be satisfied when your soul has testified that he has left sin. Because most times when he's testifying, he is no longer taking heed lest he fall. The Bible says we should take heed lest we fall. When somebody is testifying, most times he doesn't take heed again. He feels he is now standing. That's why the Bible says he that feels he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. So he that testified that he has left. That's why sometimes when I look through salvational testimonies, I discover that some of the people who gave testimonies and salvational testimonies, their testimonies should not be published because their testimonies were testimonies before they are another fall. So what we do is that we intercede. When was the last day you mentioned the person in prayers and speak in tongues for three hours? God will ask you. And you ask God, but God, I have done everything. Like a brother said. God, I, I did everything. But let me tell you something. You cannot intercede enough. There is no limit for intercession. That is to say, you cannot intercede and say, I have intercede enough. Unless the person is rescued. What I mean is this. I want you to understand what I'm saying. If Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and the Bible says he is at the right hand side of God interceding. <laughs> and this is 2,021 years after. And he is still interceding for me. And I just met somebody and I intercede for two hours. And I feel I have interceded. Jesus will tell me, what about you that I use an a whole generation, a whole millennium, thousands of years to intercede for you? Jesus will tell you, do you my intercession for gospel to enter into Africa, for churches to be founded, for another church to be founded, for another one to be founded? Do you know the intercession I interceded for Catholic to be founded? Do you know another intercession I did? For Lutheran to live Catholic. Do you know the intercession I did? For them to start churches and start churches before refinery city started. For you to be found where you were. And you just interceded for two hours. And felt you have finished your job. When the person has not been rescued. You did not win the battle. Winning the battle was until the game is over. You are not supposed to relax. Nigeria played a football with a country. The African nations qualified matches. And they scored four goals. Ah, Bashakaya. First time Nigeria to score four goals. We all stopped watching Nigerian football. The reason was because if you are watching Nigerian football, you have to hold your heart. If you have high blood pressure, you don't watch. So when they are prescribing things for somebody who has high blood pressure, one of the prescriptions is when they finish telling you don't do this, don't do this. Another thing is don't watch Nigerian football. That's one of the prescriptions. If you want to leave, avoid Super Eagles. Avoid Chelsea. 
arsenal. And they will mention some mention, mention, mention. But what to do to live long? Check Barcelona. Juventus. Real Madrid. So for the first time for Nigeria to score four goals, we were very excited. But if the match is not over, you are not supposed to rest. Before they knew it, the guys, I think about 50 minutes or so, they scored about four goals in less than 50 minutes. Scored about four goals in less than 50 minutes. Who watched the match? Who saw it? Yeah. Less than 50 minutes, they scored about four goals. They are finished with the match. Four goals. The present team of they said this team is like the team of where Kocha was and uh, Kanuanko, Rashidi, Chekini and so on. They relaxed. They put scored one. <laughs> scored two. Scored three. At 90 minutes, scored four. The ball ended 4-4. Four, four. He that winned the soul does not stop intercession when the match is not over. So if you have to win, we intercede. Because I've seen bishops falling. Because now you can feel that. Someone a bishop. Can feel that I have won the guy. The guy is now a bishop. <laughs> when you are now not praying for the person again. The devil brings the person. You know somebody can actually raise a lot of people. And put a lot of people on the track. And they are now growing up. And they are becoming great people and so on. And the person now relax. And before you know it. The devil brings down all the people that you won. And when you now finally die. And in the presence of God. All the hundred people you raised, you are left with maybe two or three. Because you couldn't intercede for them. One of the things the old missionaries used to do when they are no longer preaching is that they start interceding for the ones that are preaching, the people they rest. When you hear the Bible says, and the fathers and the old men shall do what? The dreaming of dreams is that things I no longer have ability to see the morning. God will now show them what is happening in the night. That will befall the people in the morning. So their job is to intercede for people. Who still have morning to live. Because night means old age. Morning means youthful age. So now they have dreams. But they can't execute the dreams. So they have to intercede for the people who will live in the morning. Because there are some people who will live in the morning thinking they will do it in the afternoon. And in the afternoon thinking that they will do it in the night. And in the night, what happens to them is what Jesus was saying. That night cometh when no man will walk again. So at night, they now discover that they have not done anything with their lives. Because they keep procrastinating their future to tomorrow until the tomorrow doesn't come. So what happens to people who are old men is that they intercede. That the morning of my children will be better than our morning. So if you fail to intercede for people, there will be a time that you will be taken out as a branch pastor and you will be somewhere and you will keep watching. Maybe when they are doing ordinations and you will come around maybe from Ghana or something and they are doing ordination of new pastors and out of all the 50 new pastors that are being ordained, conscience is blaming you that you have raised anybody up to be among the people that God wants to use. And the reason was because you channeled everything to giving of excuses instead of interceding for people that God had given to you. When God gave you people, he knew that they had demons. He knew that they had excuses. He knew that they have difficulties and they have problems. 
problems. He knew that they'll stop coming to church. He knew that they'll give you problems. Did God trusted you to intercede until all their demons are down? God trusted you to intercede until all of them are warm to Christ. God trusted you to intercede until the person is warm. Not that God did not know that the person will give you a headache. Not that God did not know that the person is going to be very hard. Not that God did not know that the person is going to be so stubborn. Not that God did not know. But God kept telling you, I want you to win him. I want you to bring him to church. I want you to talk to him. I want you to go there, talk to him in the night. Talk to him in the morning. Pray for him. God knew that the person had demons. But do you know God's trust? God's trust was that I trust the person I'm sending. When they are playing important matches, if you are playing with Argentina, they have to position some people in where Messi will be playing. So the defense of the people who will be attacking Messi should be equal to the legs of Messi. How about Shaka Dadakaya? Now I know why God positioned you where he's positioning you. You may feel the person has too much problem. He has too much complaints. He has too much questioning. He has too much things. But God knew he has too much demons. That's why God positioned you there. So now if you allow this demon to dribble and pass you, he will hold you responsible. Let's be upstanding. Where are the men God gave to you? We raise people by fighting. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Our fighting is against principality and powers. So if we want to deliver this person, we have to fight against the demons. So when I'm praying for him, I'm praying like this. For every demon holding this brother in captivity, Holding this brother from accepting the call. Holding this brother from following you. Holding this brother from doing what he wants him to do. Every demon holding his lips. Every demon of procrastination. Every demon of sin. I get him loose in the name of Jesus. Every demon that makes him not to accept the will of God. Not to follow Jesus. Not to be raised in the church. Not to allow God to use him. Every demon. We are not preaching and fighting against the flesh and blood. But I consider as a principality and powers because they are the real thing I feel like interceding for somebody that I have given up on somebody who gave me too much headache somebody I felt was good for nothing somebody I have given up on I feel like just interceding for somebody else if Jesus could look at me and does not give up on me and keep looking at me and interceding for me how could I leave somebody else who has not done enough that I have gone to Jesus how can I leave somebody else who offended me two times when I have offended Jesus up to five times I feel like interceding for somebody who needs my prayers Whatever you are wanting to intercede for somebody, mention them by names, describe them to Jesus. Say, Lord, I intercede for my brother. I intercede for my brother. I intercede for my brothers. I intercede for my brothers. If the knees are already bowing, then they are going to let him go. 
I intercede for my brother. I intercede for my sister. I intercede for that brother. Mention them by names. Come on, be praying. Mention them by names. Mention them by names. I mean, people you saw and brought to church. People you saw in church. People you love so much. People you thought they were going to do well. People that you do well. People that you felt God was really going to use them. So you had so much weapon. Intercede for them. Intercede for that brother. Intercede for that sister. Intercede for that brother. Intercede for that sister. I hope you're interceding for somebody. Mention them by names. Send them before God. God, I've tried everything. But I trust intercession. I've tried many things, but I trust intercession. I've tried many things, but I trust intercession. I've tried many things, but I trust intercession. I present them before you. I present them before you. Come on, take it serious. Take this prayer serious. I present them before you. I present them before you. Kadobo shikerekoya. Latobo sentobo kekerekoya. Zapo kobo senkerekoya. Lepo santo ripa senterekoya. Latobodo kobo senkerekoya. Shato paso kobo senkerekoya. Mekendo po sekuli bararakaya. Rika pofe sende kegadoga. Derekoya goba sende goba kaya. Hilo pore kubararakaba. Matendo po tingerekoya. Zaba sekerekoba sobaya. Himba debo dubade debo siyada. Hole kobo senkerekoya. Are you mentioning them by names? Are you mentioning them by names? Are you mentioning them by names? You can be interceding for yourself. You can be interceding for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, help me. Lord, hold me. Lord, keep me. Lord, raise me. Adebo Sentegaya. Kinga bobo 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 sekerere gaya. Lipo bote sokerere koya. Sampo yarararaba. Zantoba sokerere koya. Vila porerere bosia. Kende gobo sekerere koya. Blabo bobo gobo sekerere ko. Yunga dere graba gabo koya. Rempo lipo rempo ligo. Zito gobo shikaya. Kembola do gobo. Vila poyarara. Hinga dere gobo siya. Vanto banta gagaya, hilopo kerele koya, hiva grava kobosi, zoperele kebara, lava sengerele ko, hingerele gagarele ko, hempolele ko, alofo kerele, hingerele koba, ambo sengerele, hula bosi abaza, hamba zoperele koya, hilofo bokoboka, hinga gagarele ko, ambo sengerele, holopole kabarobaka, hembora bosi aragaya. everybody when we intercede this is what happens when we intercede for people that's when they are free and until they are free like this you can't say have won a soul 
So because for every soul you win, God will ask you, who did you defeat to win the soul? If answer the Joshua says, I've won heavyweights championship. The question will be, who did you defeat to get it? So you have to see that you have defeated demons that were holding the person bound. I want us to be in intercession mood right now because I don't know people that have slipped over your hands. I mean people you were trying to drag with the devil for some time. And after you've dragged and dragged and dragged and it looks like the person was not moving and you now left the person and you don't know why when you left the person the devil won the person and you lost the battle. God wants you to drag it one more time because maybe you didn't get the power enough with this message I see some power coming upon you right now to drag and get what you could not get before I don't care how many demons are holding them captive but your intercession right now is going to pull them off how many people are ready to intercede just lift your hands up right now you are ready to intercede for somebody you are ready to intercede for yourself you are ready to intercede for the brother that you are not seeing his commitment again you are not seeing him walk in light again some of you have about 20 people to intercede for. As you lift up your hands right now, I'm praying for you. Father, I increase the strength in the hands. As we intercede right now, we deliver them from the hands of the demons that are holding them captive. Are you ready to pray with me? How come you are not shouting a better amen? Are you ready to pray with me? Are you ready to pray with me? Lift up your hands, Father. As we pray, I wanted to say with me, say, Father, as we pray, I'm not hearing your voice. Say, Father, as we pray, we deliver them. We deliver them from the hands of the wicked, from the hands of the evil ones, from the hands of their demons. Open your mouth and make that prayer point. I'm not hearing your voice, pastors. I'm not hearing your voice. Make it louder. God is waiting to hear what you're saying. Make it louder. Keep praying for somebody. Lava bossi yadaka. Ziba baba yaba kobo si yadaba. Lava bobo bobo bossi yadaba. Libera ragaba ya. Kenda bobo bobo. Sito bolera de bobo 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 si yadaba. Bate bossi kenya. Hola bobo si ya. Zimbera ra bobo bobo bobo. Kenda kobo si kenya ra baba. Livos kubasa kaya ba. Viro bobo 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 si kenya ra gaya. Likona de de kobo si ya. 
Everybody, lift up your hands up. As you are praying, I want you to see yourself picking and carrying and dragging the person that you are praying for from captivity, from sin, from bondage. I don't know if you have somebody that whenever you want to think about how he's lost in sin, you feel like crying. Those are the ones that God wants to use you to rescue right now. I mean people that when you think about how they have been lost 
how they slip out of God's presence. How they become the people that God almost used. You feel like crying. You feel like shedding tears. You feel like shedding tears. I want you to imagine where they would have been right now. If not that devil took them too young. Too early. I want you to think about the labor you've wasted on the people. And how old your labor is going to be in vain. If you don't intercede for them. I want you to think about how. You tried everything. To bring them to where they were. Before the devil took them. God is taking you on a journey right now. God is taking you on a journey right now. God is taking you on a journey right now. To pick people. That were arrested and taken by the devil. To be backsliders. To be backsliders. To be backsliders. To be backsliders. People that have failed God. People that ran away from God. People that were taken by the enemy. God is restoring the backsliders through your intercession. God is restoring the backsliders through your intercession. Are you God said I'm restoring? I'm bringing back the backsliders. 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 I'm bringing back backsliders. I'm causing a revival. I'm causing a revival. Causing a revival. Oh, no. 
Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands, everybody. I don't know if you are bothered about the soul of somebody. The one you're thinking about right now. Are you really bothered about the soul of that person? Or will you be very happy if the person dies today? Let me tell you something. What if the person that you're thinking about right now, what if he dies now? How will you feel? After all the things you labor on, and the person didn't catch up, and basketed, and is lost and the devil took him how will you feel how will you feel will you feel like a winner or will you feel like a loser will you feel that you've helped God to recover somebody or you will feel you feel that like there's something you did not do lift up your hands everybody we are going to shout Jesus for just three good times and the shout of Jesus we are going to shout for three good times. It's going to make our words powerful. To restore back backsliders. I don't know if your strength is enough to restore back backsliders. But my strength is not enough to restore back backsliders. That's why I want to call on Jesus. Because I saw him restore back people. That have resigned from preaching. And went back to fishing. And right there, even after they've caught a lot of fishes, Jesus took them back into abandoning their fishes. And they went back to preaching. And they fasted for 10 days. And on the 10th day, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost came upon them. And one of their preachings restored 3,000 men to the kingdom. I want that same power. That's why I want to shout Jesus. Are you ready to shout Jesus? Are you ready to shout Jesus? I'm not hearing your voice. Are you ready to shout Jesus? No. Make sure your hands are lifted up. I hear God says, I'm empowering their voice. The little things they say become mighty words. The little things you will talk to a sinner shall become mighty words. Make sure your hands are lifted up. Make sure you are shouting with the top of your voice. Number two. My strength is not enough. My voice is not enough. My strength is not enough. Number three. That's the name that empowers the weak. That's the name that strengthens the weak. That's the name that empowers the weak. That's the name that recovers but sliders. 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 
Dios anhela recobras más claras Dios anhela recobras más claras The name of Jesus 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 We have prayed for the empowerment of our voice. We want to shout again three times for every need that are holding the backsliding members. The need of the devils holding the backsliding members. We are shouting Jesus for three good times. For every need holding the backsliders. Are you ready to shout right now? I'm not hearing your voice. Are you ready to shout right now? We are shouting three times. For the needs that are holding the backsliders. Needs of fornication. Needs of adultery. Needs of reluctantness. Needs of excuses. Needs of discouragement. Needs of sin. Needs of trouble. Needs of frustration. Are you ready to shout right now? Are you ready to shout right now? Number one. We are shouting. The is about. We are shouting. Number two. The knees are bowing as shouting. The knees are knees bowing. I see knees bowing. Knees of smoking bowing. I see knees bowing. I see knees bowing. I see knees bowing. Number three.
tomorrow. Keep me standing, Lord. Keep me standing, Lord. Keep me standing. Keep me standing. Keep me standing. Keep me standing. Jesus, hold me. Jesus, hold me. Hold me. Hold me, Lord. Jesus. 